Welcome to the Bits and Pieces Avengers Endgame Spoiler Cast. I am Anthony Abbott. I'm John Trenbeth. I'm Jeff Dixon. He's fresh back from his trip to Slackerville. Yep. <laughs> or be, being the most adult, period, and having a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I like Slackerville better. That I makes do me too. feel better about myself. I do too. I actually almost, <laughs> almost said when you got here, hey, Slacker. Yeah. Can't believe you've been slacking off and being responsible. <laughs> it's the exact opposite of slacker feel. But I do like that we just keep calling whoever's not here is a slacker. Yeah. Which has just been all of us lately because schedules. Yep. You know, schedules are. Yeah, are I mean, technically, pain. we've all been being responsible, Jeff, just more so than the rest of us. What yeah. With, what with Bebe and all. The baby. Yeah. He's got he's got a baby. Yep. <laughs> How are you doing? Good. Good. Uh, got a new job since the last time I was on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, printing t shirts and not working with the public. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and the baby is, uh, he is 19 months oh, wow. now. Uh, walking and talking. He repeats everything. Uh, he calls one of our cats Jubilee. Uh, he calls her a B because it can't say Jubilee yet. Because it's more than, two, more than one syllable, pretty much. He said fart this morning. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> First you say it, then you do it? Yeah. Where could he have heard that word from? Well, we called him a little fart. Oh, okay. So he just repeated it. Because it was the last... He is very fond of... If the last word of a sentence has a word he hasn't heard yet or said yet, he will repeat it. Like, we were watching Buffy the other night, and the last word of the sentence was demon, and he said, Dean? I was like, yeah. That's right. It's a demon. That's awesome. Those are bad. <laughs> That's awesome. That's how you learn. Yeah. It's, it's adorable. So you've learned by watching Buffy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Hello, Sesame life, Street. Life lessons, you know? Yeah. As you do. Josh Sweet and Dialogue. He's just going to start just dropping one-liners like out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Telling me that his mom is wigging out, you know? <laughs> Stuff like that. Have <laughs> uh, you been, like, watching anything or playing anything lately? Uh, I have still not beaten Red Dead Redemption 2 because I've only gotten time to play it very sparsely. Yeah. Uh, I am out. I've completed chapters one through six of Red Dead Redemption 2 and now I'm in the second part of the epilogue because this game never ends. (laughs) That's what I've heard about that game. But it is so good. It is without a doubt the best game I've ever played for the Xbox One. Like it's the best modern like of this generation. I haven't played a game that's better. Nice. The voice acting is on point throughout the whole thing. The missions are fun and they have enough variety to where you're like, oh, this is not just one of those missions. Like, every time you think, oh, this is one of those missions where I did this, like, back in Chapter 2, it's like, nope, now we threw a wrench into it, and now it's completely different halfway through, which is super fun. Cool. And that's it. What about you? You've been, uh... still, still trudging away on uh, Octopath Traveler. Oh, yeah, I forgot you had uh, Still loving every minute of it that I get to play it. It's so freaking cool. Uh... We just watched the uh, Christina Applegate Netflix series, Dead to Me. How is uh, it? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I liked it. It's, it's, uh, it, it's, it, it, there's some dark moments, but it's funny at mm-hmm. the same time. Uh, Will Ferrell's one of the producers on it. I mean, and it's, uh, it, it's really good. Uh, if you got a minute, you should check it out. Nice. I liked it. Yeah, I've only checked it. it out. I think I saw a trailer for it on Netflix, and I didn't realize it was already out. I guess from like in the past week, I guess it just came out. Like it's pretty yeah, new. Yeah, it's, it's pretty new. Like last yeah. last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was last like a week and a half ago because that's when I saw the trailer, mm-hmm. and that was like the 
it, it just showed up and I was like scrolling down. Yeah. And it was like every episode available today. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Okay. It's Christina oh. Applegate and Hawkeye's wife. Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> God. Um, What's her name? Hawkeye's she wife. She was in Scooby Doo and Freaks and Geeks. Linda Cardellini. Yeah. There we go. That's it. I was going to look it up, but then it came to me as soon as I started to open IMDb. I'm glad someone knew. Best well, Freaks Velma. and Geeks is what reminded me. Best Velma. Yeah. Uh, I have been, well, <clears throat> besides obviously watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's, yes, that's the other thing. Um, I've decided, since I have HBO for like another two weeks, I'm just going to jump around and watch stuff, which I checked out Barry. I heard Barry's pretty Barry's good. really good. Barry. I watched two or three episodes. I really like yeah, that. Yeah, Henry Winkler is a baller in that, uh, that show. But I started watching movies on HBO just to see what the hell on there, and there was things I hadn't watched yet. And I'm like, oh, I didn't see Pacific Rim Up- Uprising with John Boyega. And it's okay. It's fine. Um, it's not as good as the first one, in my opinion. But it's worth watching. It's okay. And then I watched uh, the new The Predator movie. And I'm glad I didn't pay money for that, and I feel like I can't recommend you watch that movie at all. It's pretty bad. See, now, now I'm curious. <laughs> here's here's, well, how, here's how bad it might be, is up until uh, like five minutes before we started the podcast, uh, I had never talked to anyone who had watched it. Like, that makes sense. At all. <laughs> that makes sense. I had forgotten it existed. They just added to HBO this week. It was like, new, you know, edition. I'm like, oh, sure. I'm curious. Even though I've heard it's not that good, maybe it's bad enough to where I could, like, make fun of it. And mm. I sat there for an hour, 40 minutes last night going, oh, man. Oh, man. Like, I don't think I laughed sincerely at anything. Except I was just like, this is really not, how do you make, how do you make the Predator not fun? Yeah. How do you make a movie about a sci-fi killer alien not entertaining and just yeah, for really real. bad? Even, even Predator 2 had, like, uh, yeah. despite its shortcomings, had a lot of cool moments. It really did. I just kept watching. I like Predator 2. I, yeah. I do, too. It's, it's edited. It doesn't flow well. Like, the pacing is all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the moments in it are really good. I, I, yeah. I was watching the sense of, like, I don't want to stop watching because at this point maybe something cool happens later in the end. And I might as well see it through, right? And it never got better. Yeah, what if it sticks the landing? Is always what if, like... Yeah, what if there's a cool scene or something I missed? It never got better. Now, I'll tell you what's funny, and I watched it almost ironically. It ended up liking it the most out of those three movies, which the bar is pretty low at that point. Geostorm. <laughs> Geostorm. I heard Geostorm was good. Pretty entertaining. It's clearly like, if you like movies like 2012 and Independence Day, mm. but everything about that movie, they are so, in the opposite direction, they are so sincere about it. It's fucking awesome. There's moments when you know Gerard Butler's like, come on, like this this script is crazy. I'm a I'm a, a scientist with a giant space station weather satellite thing, and I'm supposed to help stop a government conspiracy that's controlling the weather. What? <laughs> it's so much fun. And the 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 lady that plays Domino in Deadpool two is also in it. Oh, okay. She's like uh, one of the side characters, but the movie is so sincere that it feels like. An SNL skit. It's oh, that's fun. fun. Like, it's just <laughs> super fun. Uh, and then I saw that the guy who directed it was one of the guys that was one of the guys that did Independence Day. It wasn't yeah. Roland Emmerich. It was Dean Devlin. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, so, and they they both okay. they both produced it. Okay, yeah, yeah, he directed it I think and wrote it. But it's just like I think after watching the other two movies, I'm like, man, those are really serious and they were bad. Geostorm's like, oh no, we know this is silly. Uh, we're gonna have a scene of like people in Dubai on the beach. And then a typhoon is going to take over the whole city. What? Yes. It's like, where can weather not happen uh, in certain are you, places? Are you suggesting that that couldn't really happen? Just watch the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> As I say this, it's, start, it's raining. It's like raining crazy here now. Which yeah. reminded me of it. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was it's actually entertaining. Um, so now let's get into. I mean, do we want to get into our real life? documentary that we're here to talk about yeah i was yeah. gonna say from this point on though we're gonna talk about avengers endgame and the mcu up to this point just full spoilers for everything full yes. spoilers MCU. for the last 10 years <laughs> and 22 movies so if you have not <laughs> caught up or seen any of these movies especially avengers endgame now is your chance to get out of here and not be ruined on everything that's why the episode's a spoiler cast yeah so <laughs> uh if this is your first time listening or you know our first episode in a while and you have not seen Endgame, sorry, but <laughs> yeah. we could not get together and not talk about this. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. We With do. that being said. Uh, eh, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're down here. If you've seen one season finale, you've seen them all. Yeah. yeah. You know? You know, and that's what is kind of funny about it is it did play out like a season finale. Yeah. It really did. It was a three-hour season finale, right. but it was awesome. This is what I felt the whole time watching this movie. Growing up reading comics, you know, there was always, like, the idea of, like, the annual crossover, right? Mm-hmm. And then it became, like, a big thing. Like, there's a, you know, a big yearly event, you know? And sometimes it'd be even in certain segments of books, like, the X-Men would have their own thing with, like, all the mutant stories or crossover, you know, whatever. And this was, like, you've been reading this giant storyline in this comic for a year. And this was, like, how the whole storyline ends. Mm-hmm. And the story's been really good all the way through. You're like, man, I hope this ends well. And here's like the giant, double sized, double sized giant, yeah. giant sized X Men number one, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and it's like all new, all different. Here's yeah. the one you've been waiting for, and it's got all this stuff in it that ties up all these things that pays back to everything from the beginning, and all these callbacks, and all these references. But it's it's fan service, but it's done well. It's it's in a in a way of thanking you for keeping up with all of this stuff and mm-hmm. following these stories and watching these things, and. I could not have thought of a, a better way to, for them to do it because they, they like tied the whole universe together, ended the story, and then left it to where it's like, okay, well, from here on, who knows what's going to happen, but it's a good, like, definite ending to yeah. a giant story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like they did so much in three hours. And I still saw people say, well, what about this? this? And I'm like, three hours, 22 films, how many characters? Like, there's also so many people you can get in that time frame to have time for you know everyone because mm-hmm. a lot of people say well, I wish more people had more screen time. I think it was cool that they mainly focused on the original Avengers for the yeah. most of the movie. That yeah. was that was probably my favorite part because there's always in any like big Avengers story, uh, there's always a lot of characters, but in every story there's always like four or five that that are really being focused on. Yeah, and like everybody else is kind of out on the fringe. Like Captain Marvel didn't come back. After the beginning, yeah, you know, like it wasn't even just like there were other people, but like you know, it was just pretty much just the core five plus like War Machine and Scott. Well, and I think if you don't have a, a core group to just focus on, it's going to get crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you have too many people and you keep cutting to too many people. There's no focus. Yeah, and also knowing that these actors have been there the longest in the core of the story, and that like some of them might still be around, some might not, but it's it was cool and focused because this has mainly been like Iron Man and Cap story. For most yeah. of the whole MCU, yeah, and those core original Avengers, but to have it focus on them, and then leave room for everyone else to do something, I think was really cool. I mean, I can't imagine juggling this many characters mm-hmm. in anything. Yeah, speaking of it being Cap and Iron Man's story, I really liked how at the very beginning, you know, when Tony gets back on Earth, 
and okay, they've they've got him in a wheelchair and he's hooked up to an IV and he's all, you know, all skinny looking and how how angry he gets yeah. at Cap, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, uh, ta- kind of referencing back to uh, Age of Ultron, you know. I talked about putting a shield on this, you know, yeah. on this planet, and, and what and what did you do with it? And I can't remember exactly, how, you know, how yeah. how and we said it, but every movie that's come out since Age of Ultron has made Age of Ultron a stronger film, mm-hmm. yeah. because almost everything has like come back to that one, mm-hmm. from like Thor's little like visions that he had to Tony's working with to build the shield and like talking about how that's the end game of it, mm-hmm. you know, so much stuff. Yeah, and I don't know. I just I really liked that moment between those two, and you can see the guilt on Cap's face. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, maybe. But then, and, and even Cap tells him, well, because you know, Tony's like, you know, I tried to fight him and I lost, and he's like, we like we all lost, like mm-hmm. we tried too. And it, Cap's still more like, no, we all still fail, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think Cap's still on the idea of like, yeah, because we didn't work together, we all fail. But for them to start off like that, that whole beginning, I feel like this movie is three different movies, or the, the way it's broken mm-hmm. up. The whole first movie, or the whole first hour is the aftermath of the snap and like how everyone deals with it, from like just regular people on Earth to the Avengers, to the people that weren't there, like Scott, how everyone has dealing with this giant event. And then the whole middle is the, the time ice. Yeah, which is such a great, <laughs> great way to put it. Uh, and then actually, the whole last third is just a finale of like, let's fucking get this done. Yeah. The because uh, Scott said it like twice, and I kept on thinking like, I know where that's from, and it's a uh, time it? heist is an episode of Doctor Who mm-hmm. that Karen Gillan was in. Oh, that's funny. Oh, it's called that. it's called Time Heist. Mm-hmm. Well, I've heard the um, the writers. I've heard a lot of uh, stuff with them lately, and Kevin Smith. And Mark Bernard interviewed them on Smodcast this past week. Right. Mm. So the people that wrote this, well, they wrote uh, Captain America First Avenger. They wrote Winter Soldier. They also wrote Thor The Dark World, which is probably why that movie was brought back into this one. Mm. And they wrote Infinity War and Endgame. So for a while, they've been writing a lot of this. Mm. So they also made, Kevin Smith made reference to the fact that even uh, something about this story and them going back to see themselves in the past and something about the way they did like the credits were callbacks to like Star Trek stuff. Yeah. And these guys are Star Trek fans. So they called a lot of other stuff that they were fans of and pulled it into this movie. Yeah. Uh, they said there was something in Next Generation where there's a like a time travel thing that kind of is similar to the way they did the time heist in this movie. Which I, I never saw it. I'm not sure which episode. They, they named the episode they were talking about. Uh, I, I know there's of, one in Voyager. Or I think it's very... a, the finale of... Uh... Oh, yeah, this is the finale of Next Generation where Picard keeps going back in time further and further where it's like there's the anomaly oh, yeah. out in space. And, yeah, and like yeah. And he's got the vineyard in like, yeah. the, in like the, the present or mm-hmm. whatever yeah. it is, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> it doesn't even start... Like There's like a little weird finale of, of like the Next Generation and then there's the actual one. And the actual one, like, the cold open is, like, Picard, like, years in the future. So there's mm-hmm. no, you're never really clear, like, when the present is in that one. Yeah. yeah. It's strange. Yeah, because it's, like, yeah, him in the future and then going back to, like, the present and then going back to the beginning of the show and then going back that? to, like, beginning of man. and Wasn't that the first time we saw Geordi with the, the contacts? That was in one Instead. of the movies. But I thought it was in the show first. Oh, uh... I thought it was in the finale of the show first. I don't think so because I think that was after the first okay. Next Generation movie came after uh, 
Star Trek Generations yeah, came okay. out. That was I it. think that was one of the first ones. That... Also, real quick note, the composer of the Avengers movies, Alan Silvestri, yeah. did the Back to the Future soundtrack. Yeah. And they said oh, I didn't know that. At the premiere, when they make the joke about, so Back to the Future is bullshit? Alan Silvestri told someone, well, I'm going to hear about that from... Uh, from uh, Zemeckis. <laughs> so, but yeah, I love that the movie starts with this whole thing of like, this is what I think is so good about these movies is that the the movies are good stories, right? They're about good characters, they're interesting characters. And I can't think of any other time where you've seen just like the heroes are defeated. Like, they're going through stress. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of cool. There's some cool moments like when you see Tony at the beginning recording his message to Pepper. He's with Nebula, and Nebula's like kind of taking care of Tony. Like, there's this cool dynamic yeah. they have, mm-hmm. right? And then you have like him and Cap, you know, still bitter about all their stuff when they reunite. And then there's stuff with like, you know, and Ant Man's been gone this whole time. He comes back, he doesn't know what the fuck's that, happening. As, as like a parent, that scene hit me the hardest with him running around the memorials mm-hmm. looking for Cassie's name. Yeah, I was just like, oh god, please don't find it. Please yeah. don't. But also then when the, you find your name, yeah. it's like, yeah. oh. <laughs> also, the visual of the memorials in front of the Golden Gate Bridge. Mm-hmm. Like, that whole thing was, I mean, it was really well thought of. Like, well, how would the world look like five years after half the people are gone? You know, mm-hmm. half his life is gone. When when you saw uh, Shea Stadium in New York. Yeah. Like, uh, and that that was one of the Russo brothers in, uh, in Cap's support group. Yeah. The guy who's talking, but I don't know which one because I only see them in pictures together. Yeah, I'm not sure which one. It, it yeah, is. and then uh, the other guy was the creator of Thanos, mm-hmm. uh, Jim Starlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah the the, the bald guy with the, yeah. the mustache. Oh, yeah, okay. that was Jim Starlin. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, um, you know, and that's and that's something Cap would have done. Yeah, you know, after something like that is, yeah, he's gonna. Try to help people along. Yeah. And, and there's even like that one moment when he's talking to Natasha and uh, he says something about like, I saw a dolphin today. And she was like, oh, okay. He was like, yeah, you know, the water was nice and clear and, you know, it was you know nice fresh air day. And she was like, don't even start with this half glass, <laughs> you know, the, the silver lining bullshit or whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, and how she kind of became the de facto leader of everything. Yeah, yeah. she turned. Yeah, she, she became Fury. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and that was that was pretty cool. Like she was holding her own like Galaxy Council instead of World Council. Yeah, like, yeah, because she's talking to Rocket and Nebula out wherever they are. Yeah, Captain Marvel where, yeah. wherever she was then, with their new haircut. Yeah, and then War Machine on on the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. that was my favorite little like Easter egg. Was in that moment uh, in that scene. When everybody, like, logs off of the conference call, uh, Rhodey's the only one that Carol looks at and says good luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're dating in... I think they're still dating. In the in, comics. In the comics. Mm-hmm. And they've, like, been dating for a little bit. Uh, and so, like, that was what they always said to each other. So I think in this five years, I think they're dating. Or they're just doing a little Easter egg or whatever. Yeah. But it was still cool that he was the only one she acknowledged. Mm-hmm. He, she didn't even say goodbye to Natasha. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't acknowledge Rocket when he made fun of her haircut. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are saying that the thing Akoya mentions about the underground oh, yeah. earthquake was maybe a reference to Namor. That maybe Namor shows up in Black Panther 2. Nice. Yeah, that's what they're, what they're wondering because apparently there's still some... 
question up in the air as to whether or not they could do an actual Namor movie. Right. So, but he can appear as a character yeah. within the universe like the Hulk. Right. Because technically Universal still owns the right to do a Hulk movie. Yeah, which is why we got a Hulk trilogy out of uh, the last Age of Ultron, Thor Ragnarok, and this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah really this this and Infinity, yeah, War, Infinity War. But, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I was a little disappointed we didn't get to see the actual transformation into Professor Hulk, but the fact that it that's was, what he was the whole time. It was, was pretty cool. It was all worth it for that diner scene. Where oh Swiss yeah, Scott is just like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, like and and I loved like the food around them. I don't know if anybody noticed the food, but there's like a bowl of scrambled eggs that's like a salad bowl for like the whole <laughs> table, like the kind of thing you get at Olive Garden. There's a stack of pancakes that is like six inches high off the plate, mm-hmm. and they're like. Big pancakes, like Uncle Buck type shit. It was great. Yeah, and Hulk's grown boy. He's yeah, got a. I loved get his Mar- calories. Mark in. Ruffalo as Professor Hulk. Uh, so good. I feel like I love this movie. It was I like it. the when he, when the kids are leaving after the picture scene when they want to take a selfie with him and he's like, "Listen to your mom. She yeah. knows best." <laughs> yeah, I feel like Scott. Uh, Scott Rudd, Paul Rudd steals every scene though. Because when he's like, "You want to take a picture with me?" I'm Ant Man. They're kind of like, "Ah," and Hulk's like, "Go, go." He's like, "You know what? Just take the damn phone. Just, yeah. just, just take it. it." Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, just staying on Professor Hulk. Uh, later on, when they go back to New York mm-hmm. in 2012, and he's and they're like, "Oh yeah, I gotta." You know, pose for the tourists or whatever, and he like picks up the car, raw, ah, <laughs> he just like going through the motions of, of being Hulk. That was that was really funny. Let's jump back to the to the beginning real quick. I was surprised at how fast they did the get to Thanos and then Thor cuts his head off. Yeah, in fifteen minutes. Maybe. You know, that was one of the only things that kind of upset me about the movie was because I, I thought at the end it was going to be showdown with Thanos, the the one that's that did the snap. Yeah, and I've got I don't know why I've got mixed feelings about it being like past Thanos that they fight at the end, um, because it's almost like it's two different people. It's like. It's the same motivation, just you know, I thought a different a, version. Well, like, I, I don't know. Is it, is it is it more satisfying to like kill Hitler, like right when the war starts, or in 1944, or to yeah. kill him twice in the same movie? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was kind of cool because it sets up right then for you to go. Well, what the what's the rest of the movie gonna be? Yeah, but, and that's when, true. Because it really throws when you that, off. When that moment mm-hmm. happened, I had this thought because the. Uh, what do you call it? Um, there's that famous shot in the in the Infinity War trailer where Hulk is like running in Wakanda mm-hmm. that we never got, mm-hmm. and we never got anything remotely like that shot. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And in the Infinity War trailers, the only shot we had of Thanos was him either sitting down while the Trinity is walking towards him, or when he's getting like beamed down mm-hmm. and he's like holding the sword and he's mm-hmm. talking. And I was like, what if those shots are horseshit? And I have no idea where this movie's going. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out they were both true, because but the shots weren't horse shit. But I still had no idea where this movie yeah. was going. Yeah, I think it's cool because it happens so fast. But when it does happen, people are like kind of like, yeah, like fuck Thanos, we got him. Then it's like, wait, there's still like two and a half hours left. Yeah, yeah. what's gonna happen? <laughs> I loved how they all went. Like mm-hmm. even Banner went yeah. with the Hulk armor. Mm-hmm. You know, like he was just like, I'm going. Like, yeah, and then like the little like. 
how many of you have never been to space? Mm-hmm. And it's like Clint and Natasha and Kat, and they're just like, hands <laughs> up. And Banners just kind of looks around like, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> but, but that does also set up the fact of, and not to try to explain it too much, but the way I understood it, because anytime you do time travel, it's going to be weird. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all confusing. But the, the way they lay out the rules of it was, what's been done has been done, and when they killed that Thanos, let's say, like original Thanos, Nothing can be changed in their timeline now. Mm-hmm. So the only thing they can do is go back. And I think the best way it was explained was when Banner's talking to the Ancient One. Yeah. She does a cool visual. She mm-hmm. throws the thread out. And she so- shows like the little arcing path off to the side. Everything else that you can do now is just going to change and be a different timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You cannot change what's already happened before. So jumping into the time heist itself, they're not going back to prevent this from happening. But, you know. It's just everything's gonna be an alternate yeah. version. You can't change what's already been done now. Mm-hmm. But I like that they set everything up to where Tony now made out the best possible you can make. I mean, he's got his his wife and a, and a kid now, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. like, "Hey, I've got a lot to lose, a lot to risk." And it's like, if we're gonna do this, you know, I I, I can't lose this, you know. So he's got yeah. like a lot on the line. Yeah, and, and thinking about all the possibilities that could come from them messing with timelines and, you know, snapping things and whatever, you know, using the Infinity Stones again. You know, he was adamant, this stays. Yeah. This, this cannot change for me. Um, Somebody yeah. posted on, on Reddit that they have a theory that, like, uh, the reason that the event, that everything's all fucked in the Defenders series on Netflix and, like, Hell's Kitchen is still, like, wrecked from the invasion and everything... Is because that's the timeline where Loki got the Tesseract and left. And so the Avengers went off to find him, and Tony didn't put any money into rebuilding New York, so Wilson Fisk did. And I was like, that's nice. I like that. That's that, kind of that, cool. That, that tracks. That, yeah. feels, that feels correct. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, and also with it going five years in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another thing that kind of added to, I don't know what the hell is going to happen in this yeah, movie. When that when that title card came up and it was like five years, years later, everyone in the audience just went, like, you could, <laughs> you could like hear people's eyes like squinting, like, what the fuck is yeah. happening? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then of course, you know, when they go to they go to Tony when Ant Man comes out and says, Yeah, I was gone five hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Tony has been five years. Yeah. He's like, you know, time works differently there and you, you know, he comes up with that idea of, you know, can we do use that to go back and change things? Um and you know, it's like, yeah, Tony's like, No, I'm not I'm not doing it, but then he, of course, he's got to sit and think about it. Yeah, yeah. You put, you go, put, if you put an idea into his head and you tell him it's impossible, uh-huh. or everyone thinks it's impossible, it's like, and even he's like, it's impossible. And then he's like, but is it? Yeah, but is it? I, I can, can I can figure that out. Yeah. I like how he even says to Pepper, like when he's talking to her and she's reading, he's kind of like, oh, you know, what's doing composting, whatever. And she's talking about something. He's just like, I figured it out. Time trap. Just the way he says it, I'm like, time yeah. travel. Like, it's a simple well, thing. Well, I like his reaction to it as well. Like, he just, he, like his legs go out from under him. Yeah. He's just yeah. like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his daughter's right there. And she's like, oh, shit. He's like, oh, no, no. Like, what you were saying earlier about the kids yeah. Yeah. repeating things. Yeah. And she's sitting behind him, and she says, and he's like, no, no. Like, don't say that. 
I can't remember what he bribes her with. Uh, ice cream? Ice, ice, ice cream. Ice cream. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought their pairing off of characters was interesting. Like, I, I understood, okay, Thor should go back to Asgard. Uh, with Rocket. Just yeah. because they've gotten to have a camaraderie. Yeah. You know, they have a rapport, um, if you will. Yeah. Uh, did you notice that the other Asgardian guards who were chasing Rocket called, called him the Rabbit? Get yeah. back here, Rabbit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was a great callback. Because raccoons are native to North America. In Scandinavia, they've never seen a raccoon before. <laughs> yeah. So they would for sure call it a rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, and I get, you know, Iron Man, Cat, going back to New York. Right. But then going to Vormir... Yeah. For the Soul Stone, I, was, I guess it was just you know, they're they were the ones that were left. Oh, even yeah. even before well, we get to that, we oh. even forgot the very beginning of the movie where we see Hawkeye, which we haven't seen Hawkeye since. Oh yeah, Age of Ultron. Yeah, uh, no, he that, was in Civil War. Yeah, was he, in Civil War? he was. Yeah. He was the one who saved Natasha. Okay, and then he had to fight Vision. You know. Okay, so we haven't seen him since Civil War, and the movie starts with him on like this farm with his family. Yeah, and I had the thought. I'm like. It would be so fucked up if he's like if this is when the snap happens mm-hmm. and it happens and I'm like, well, oh, I was totally sure that one of those fucking kids was gonna make it, mm-hmm. but when it was none all of them, I was just like, oh, well, when the way they, they do it, he turns to look where his wife and kids were, and then turns back around to where his daughter was, and it's like, well, just now, I don't know if you noticed that like right before they all start disappearing, there's that rumble of thunder uh-huh. in the background, yeah. And you just hear, you just faintly hear it, and then everyone starts, yeah, starts going. And then also, when you cut back later, before they start pairing up, him as Ronan, yeah, mm-hmm. and they have in that little galactic conference scene. Oh he yeah, really tells Natasha, hey, yeah, because, out in Mexico the, we found a bunch of dead cartel guys, and I think it's him. I think it's Barton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's when you kind of like, is he just killing all the bad guys left now? That's all yeah. he's doing. Yeah, because he had that line well, when he fought. What's his name? Who also played uh, Yakuza uh, leader in the Wolverine? Uh huh. So the Wolverine's oh, now yeah. canon. Just, <laughs> just throwing it out there. Uh, but um, he said, you know, Thanos took everyone, but he didn't take you. So I'm gonna take you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Yeah. 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 Do it up. <laughs> also, I love the Punisher, and I think Frank would be on board with this plan. Yeah. <laughs> also, he, like he, his... he's not using enough guns, but that's fine. Also, yeah. get the job done. I like his Mohawk. Oh yeah, yeah. I loved Ronan as like a whole like thing. That that was a great when when Hawkeye was Ronan in the comics, it was awesome because yeah. he was you know a samurai without a master and he had like come back from something horrible and didn't know if he was wanted to be an Avenger anymore, but he knew that he still wanted to do something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was cool that they kept the spirit of that. Yeah, even though in the comics he wasn't like murdering people, he was just <laughs> being a superhero. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was like the he came back after House of M. Yeah, that was whenever because House of M he died right before House of M, yeah. and then when House of M ended, Wanda brought him back. Uh, but he had been gone for so long that it was just like it just he was like a man out of time almost. Yeah, you know? like people had moved on, and mm-hmm. he was just like I don't know, and he he also remembered everything from mm-hmm. House of M. Yeah, and from the other from the real reality, so he was mm-hmm. just like a whole hot mess yeah uh but then jump cut back to what you said about Vormir yeah uh you know it, what if it had been 
uh, Rhodey and Hawkeye at Vormir. Yeah. You know, it's like I guess the only reason they got paired together is because they're they had the most. Uh, they work together the most. Yeah, yeah. Sure. so that makes sense. Try but, to put people together that, that can work together. Yeah, and then going back to where. And plus, the, if, if anything goes wrong with Rhodey's armor while they're in space, Nebula can fix it. Yeah, you know, and she knew where in the the planet where. Yeah, I Quill bet. Was. I bet Clint Barton has never been more nervous than when they're flying to Vormir on a ship he's never been piloted, let alone been in space, and he's just like, I hope this autopilot works because if it doesn't. <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do. Yes, yeah. Natasha and him were old, you know, yeah. buddies, and mm-hmm. I mean they'd worked together forever before, which is established with the Budapest thing mm-hmm. that we're talking about. So it made sense for them to, yeah, to go on their mission again. That's got to be what how the Black Widow movie ends because, like, I was super surprised about what about her being the one to go, first one to go. Yeah, and because in my head I was just like, she has a movie coming out. Mm-hmm. They literally just announced three days ago that Scarlett Johansson was going to be producing as well as starring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, it does not compute. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. understand. But it has to end with Budapest. I feel. Or at least it's got to be part it, of it's it. It's got to be in there. So. Yeah. Yeah, it has to. Because they've they brought it up like three times. Yeah. they brought it up in this movie. Yep. But yeah, so they get to Vormir and like a lot of people were saying, well, how come Nebula never tells whoever's going there about the the, the thing that might happen? But Gamora. Because, because Thanos goes there and comes back alone without mm-hmm. Gamora. Uh, but I mean, to me, still, it doesn't mean that it'd be an easier. Well, and maybe Gamora or uh, maybe Nebula didn't say anything because she knew that one of them had to die in order for this to work. Yeah. So she was just like, eh. yeah, you got to, you got to, you got to play the odds. Like, yeah, that they, they might not do it if they knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna fucking send them both. Maybe that's why they. Maybe that's yeah. why they didn't send one person because like you can't. If Hawkeye just showed up there alone. Hmm. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> and I do like when he kind of was looking at Risk and was like, hey, kind of awkwardly waves at him like, yeah, I don't know what we're doing here. Just kind of sitting there thinking uh, about it for There a was a moment, so, when the Red Skull calls, uh, uh, when she calls Black Widow Natasha, son, son of Ivan. Son of I- Ivan, yeah. I- she says, uh, Clint, son of Edith. Yeah. She says his mom's name because yeah. his dad was an abusive alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And his mom, like, he actually liked his mom. Like, he loved her. Mm-hmm. And not just because she was family. But, like, his mom is who ended up, like, really raising him mm-hmm. and making sure he, like, got out of that house and got to 18, like, alive. Mm-hmm. Huh. So well, I so thought that well, was a nice little Easter egg. Yeah, because what was interesting about that, too, was Black Widow going, oh, you know my father's name. Yeah. Or whatever, but I never knew it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Somebody was talking about how uh, it must have been really awkward when Cap had to return all the stones. We we had said that. Some, someone made a web comic, and it's just it's just like uh, Cap like shows up and he's like, "So, Johan, what's been up?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, you know, just guiding people to a treasure I can never possess. Yeah. Same old, same old. What have you been doing?" Uh, stealing Infinity Stone, and traveling <laughs> through time, you know. And then there's like a panel where there's nothing. They're just standing there, and he's like. So do I just hand it to you? Just chuck it over the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my take on that was, you know, he st- he shows up, you know, Steve, Steve, son of, oh shit, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> you did this to me. You sent me here. So also, uh, and Steve's just like, I'm gonna leave this here, yeah. and just like hits the button. <laughs> <and> the red <laughs> skull for like years is like. 
was about. <laughs> the guy with the mohawk took it. Steve brought it back. So I do like that they took the time to actually point out, if you go back in a certain time, there's three of these in one spot in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they literally figured out and like even tell you, like, you know, the way they're looking at it. So when you start to realize they're going to go back in time, you don't even think about the other movies still until you see... Oh, they didn't just jump back into a point in time. They jumped back into these other movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They jumped back into the first Avengers movie. Yeah. They jumped back into the moment where, like, the big battle was, like, ending. And then you see them see themselves. And, like, it's kind of cool to see here's, like, the rest of what happens after that. And the whole thing with them, like, you know, getting Loki, escorting him out the way. And then, like, you know, the other Tony with Ant-Man walking around. Like, seeing all that from, like, a different angle was really cool. Mm-hmm. And it was also nice to see, like, characters like Loki come back, you know. And to see, like, Banner talk to the ancient one where she's like, oh, you're looking for Stephen Strange, but you're five years too early. Yeah. He's 20 blocks down doing surgery or something. He's not even Doctor Strange yet. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... Because I was, I was thinking that, like, as soon as they hit New York, I was like, uh, I don't know if one of the stones is here. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because I couldn't remember where the ancient one, like, spent most of her time. Yeah. yeah. You know? Uh, and, and, uh, I was thinking in my head, I was like... Why didn't for for the aether and for the power stone? I was wondering why they just didn't go to 2013 yeah, when they would both be in the collector's thing. But then mm-hmm. I was like, probably really hard to steal if they're being guarded by the collector. Yeah, yeah. especially two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I forgot for a second we had Lebowski, Thor. Yeah, and he yeah. he knew where they were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I. Uh, have never been more scared as an adult for a character in a film than when Nebula woke up from the thing and she was like, he knows. Oh, yeah. He knows. Oh, when like, Thanos... Yeah. yeah. I think the closest I've ever been to more scared for a character is, ironically enough, a Josh Brolin movie, uh, No Country for Old Men, when he wakes up in the hotel and he knows that Sugar is downstairs and he just killed the clerk. Yeah. I was like, mm. Like, as soon as she woke up and said he knows, I was like, I, like, squeezed Shanna's hand. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, so that's cool because, like you said, like, beginning of the movie, okay, well, we've killed Thanos. Well, mm-hmm. now what? Well, you start time traveling, and I'm still thinking the whole time, where's, where's this going to get weird? Where's the problem going to be, right? Besides someone screwing something up and messing up a timeline, whatever. But then when they jump back to the Guardians timeline, and, of course, like, I think she tells Rhodey, he's like, well, who else? We're not the only ones looking like, who else is here? She's like, well, I'm here. And then Rhodey just goes, so what are you doing right now? And it just like cuts to a scene we've never even seen before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From like bo- like a day before the Guardians movie even happened. Yeah. Which was awesome. No, well, it, was, it would have been like right at the same time that Will's going to get the, the oh, Power yeah, Stone yeah, yeah. because that, that was a great scene of like him... Like no soundtrack, right? Singing and dancing to himself. Uh, and <laughs> when they when they opened on on whatever planet the power stone was, was on, it Mo- Moag, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and the first thing that happens is Natasha just kicks one of those little rats yeah. out of the way, and I was like, "Fucking awesome!" Yeah, <laughs> awesome. yeah. But then, yeah, when, when they do the whole thing with the other nebula, and then it's funny because when the other Thanos starts to put everything together, you realize just like. He's just fucking smart. That's why he's such a good villain, right? Mm-hmm. He thinks so far ahead. Because even at that point, Gamora doesn't know. No one knows why he wants this. Yeah. But he knows why he wants it. He knows this whole time why he wants the stones. And so, when even later when they start to figure out why would they come back to you know stop you and all this, 
what does he end up doing with, you know, when she starts to piece together, like, what he wants to do with this later, then even, like, at that point, she's like, oh, we've got to stop him. Because, you know, in that same movie, in Guardians, she, of course, joins with him, like, you know, yeah. got to fight against my dad because my dad's doing crazy shit. But in that moment to see him realize, oh, I succeed in the future. Mm-hmm. They're coming back to stop me now. I got to get ahead of them now. That's such a cool, twisted thing mm-hmm. to him to be like, oh, fuck, they're coming back to stop me early. How yeah. do I get ahead of this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to have Nebula be the one that has the link to her <sighs> old self, that moment changes the whole movie. Yeah. That moment is like, oh, remember when they knocked, knocked his head off at the beginning? Here's why. Because mm-hmm. this happens now. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, uh, thought that was, that was an interesting take, but I, I did find it curious that the one Nebula started freaking out about, you know, the, the uplink, like freaking, you know, messing with her, but the other Nebula didn't. Like what? Like she she didn't freak out right away, did didn't she? She just passed out. I thought. Oh, it was okay. I thought she just. I thought. The, I thought like the the our nebula. Okay. He's a good guy. I thought she just passed out. Oh, okay, maybe. And when she woke up. That's right. She That's knew right. that someone that the she she got. There she could see what they were saying. Yeah. yeah. And who had done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like that that wasn't even something she ever thought would be a problem mm-hmm. because it's like. When are there ever going to be two of you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and it's like it's very, it's a very abstract problem to have. That it could happen like yeah. that. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was kind of a, a clever addition that the they added into the movie. Yeah. Of, you know, here's, here's a foil that can make it all go wrong. Uh, there's another Back to the Future reference. Uh, speaking of when you said the line about Lebowski, whenever Thor is like wearing the Lebowski like sweater, mm-hmm. uh, the sunglasses he's wearing are the ones that Marty had in part two when he was trying to look inconspicuous. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, so Thor, right, is another character, we've got Cap, Iron Man, Thor, you're like the main three who yeah. we're dealing with and we couldn't beat Thanos. And Thor is in an embodiment of PTSD. Mm-hmm. Depression, like I couldn't stop this guy. I couldn't save everybody. Yeah, he just goes full off, like fuck it, right? To where they have to convince him to come with them when Rocket's like, I got beer on the ship, like you yeah. know, because Thor's just going to hell with it. I, I could care less. I'm just drinking, and I don't, I don't care anymore. Playing Fortnite, playing Fortnite with Korg and Meek. <laughs> um, but when he goes back with Rocket, even then, when they're in Asgard in, in the past, I'm like, he's gonna fuck this whole thing up because he just doesn't care. And then when he sees his mom, that was an unexpected. Treat yes, because I thought he was going to see Jane. Yeah, that would be what because was I knew Natalie Portman had come to the premiere. Yeah, mm-hmm. after like kind of avoiding everything to do with Marvel since mm-hmm. the Dark World ended. Yeah, uh, and I was like, so when they got to to that timeline, I was like, oh, we're going to get a Natalie Portman scene. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. And nope. then his mom walks around. Yeah. Like, well, we, we kind of did. Yeah, that was actually she that didn't was, even film that. That was was, uh, it from that was the, a deleted scene from Dark World, oh. and she ADR'd some new dialogue mm-hmm. for for it to make it not seem like they were because it was the scene where she's walking with with his mom and mm-hmm. talking. That was just a different angle of a scene we saw in Thor: The Dark World, mm-hmm. yeah. but she added new dialogue. Okay, so it didn't seem new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember. Like all the all the other things. Well, then when uh, Cap and well, Tony drops the suitcase because Hulk had to go down the stairs and comes 
busting out of the stairwell, just Hulk not like stair. <laughs> Hulk always takes stair. Uh, that was. <laughs> Oh, in that scene too, because Loki takes the Tesseract and disappears, and people are saying that sets up his Disney that, series. I have to assume that's what that's going to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, what if, if not? Then one of those because they're doing the What If series. Yeah. As well, one of those episodes has to be about what happened to Loki after he got the Tesseract in that universe mm-hmm. in, that, yeah. in that timeline. Yeah. Well, and with Cap too for yeah. his ending. Yeah. Um, and they're all going to come back. They've all the, the what if producers have said they're going to get them to do voices. Mm-hmm. So this is not the last time uh, Chris Evans is going to play Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. It's just the last time it'll be live action. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's that's awesome. Uh, but that that whole like like scene when they were in New York though that was that was really cool because we got the the cat versus cap fight. Yes, yes, that was really cool. The, the funny, hands down, the funniest moment of the whole movie is is I could do this all day. I know, I know. <laughs> like, well, that uh, that really is America's ass. <laughs> 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 uh. Cat versus fight. The cat versus cat fight was impressive, not just from a fight standpoint, but where it didn't look badly CG. Well, mm-hmm. they they. Well, I read that they got his the one who the past cap the stunt double was this was Chris Evans stunt double and Chris Evans did all of his own stunts for that scene and that's why he had to mask off yeah mm-hmm. and so like and they just like kind of did some CG like mockery on the stunt doubles like chin and his eyes yeah mm-hmm. uh, but that's that's how they did that one and that's why it looked so it looked impressive so good that's so yeah. cool because Evans does he doesn't do like Keanu Reeves level of training for a movie. But he doesn't. He's not a slouch. No, you know, like yeah. he's putting in the work. Yeah, yeah. Him, him and uh, Chadwick Boseman and uh, Scarlett Johansson probably put in the most for for their like combat. skill set and their combat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Evans, Evans, and Sebastian Stan did some impressive stuff in Winter Soldier. Yeah, like, a lot of that hand to hand was like no. It was not stunt doubles. It was just them fighting uh, each other. Yeah, with, uh, with that knife, him doing the, the knife the, flips. The knife and flip was like, Chris Evans didn't need to have stunt double for that. And he's like the one in the most danger yeah. in that part because he's not in control of that knife at all. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, you know, it's it, it, it was cool, too, seeing Thor get Mjolnir back. Yeah. Like, I didn't even... I didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't expect it. And then he put his arm out, and I was like... <gasps> I loved that oh. moment because it, it made me so happy because it was like, even though he's depressed, he's still worthy. Yeah. yeah. You know? And that, I thought that was a really great message for mm-hmm. a lot of people. You know? That's what a lot of people online have been saying is that really made them feel good is that, you know, yeah, he's depressed. He's down. He's let himself go. You know, he's in this really bad spot, but even he's still worthy. That whole yeah. moment, that whole scene gives him his confidence back to back. Like, you, mm-hmm. you can still do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Somebody mentioned that it, you could see the change in Thor the most. Sorry to skip ahead because we'll go back to the time heist. But in the last battle, in every other movie, he's all, when he's summoned the hammer, he's always like th- really thrust his arm out. Mm-hmm. But in the last battle, he just slowly raises both of his arms and they come to him. And it's just like, he's just in it now. Mm-hmm. Like, it, he doesn't have to like try. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a, that was a cool moment. Yeah. I, I really liked that. Um, uh, I loved... The when it was just Cap and Tony going back to the seventies. Yeah, that that was cool. Tony getting that of, moment with his dad, and then and Steve him getting, getting the moment Steve with Peggy. Peggy. Yeah, 
And um, them just being like together and being like you know that the banter between mm-hmm. the two of them because it was just them yeah. for that scene. Yeah, it wasn't Scott wasn't there, Bruce wasn't there. It was just Tony and Steve, and that mm-hmm. was awesome. And do you see the old Ant Man helmet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. <laughs> they didn't open it, did they? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's glowing. <laughs> Stay right there. I'm on my way. <laughs> I do like the callback to the Winter Soldier elevator scene. Uh-huh. Which also yes. Calls, yes. calls back yeah. to the comics when he's in there and you think we're about to see this elevator fight again, which right. I'm down for it. And then he's like, Hell Hydra. And they look like, What? Is he one is he one of us too? What? Yeah. What's going you on? know <laughs> that guy had a really weird rest of his day. <laughs> yeah. Like, where's the scepter? Rogers has it. <laughs> what? What do you give to him? He said Hell Hydra. He did not. <laughs> yes, You're going into the brig. Get this man out of my sight. Yeah. You know? And then when he walks out, like, elevator, he's smiling to himself like they have no idea. And I thought uh, that was so great. Yeah. That was yeah, that was a fantastic callback. Uh, um, that, that was one of the great things too. Is like all those times when they're in the past. There's so many great callbacks. Uh, just so much. Fucking Robert Redford. Uh, yeah. Six months after he announces he's done making movies just like pops up oh P.S. I'm in the biggest movie of the year for like three minutes maybe, maybe yeah. all the time maybe yeah. the biggest movie of all the time the way it's been making oh, money oh dude it's insane as it's already number two as we're recording this it's made two billion dollars in two weeks yeah it's uh, made it's, two billion with a it's, B yeah it's uh weeks. it hit the top five in like three days yeah it Top made five. like 1.6 billion in three yeah. days. It yeah. was it, it broke it, all the it records. Beat Titanic a couple days ago. Yeah. And yeah. Avatar is the only one left. Yeah, and that's at 2.6. Uh-huh. It's so. going to do it. Like apparently according to Fandango or uh no, not is Box Office Mojo. Box Office Mojo. Like repeat ticket sales across like all like at least people purchasing on on apps. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they track your username and they yeah. know how many tickets your per- repeat ticket sales for this one versus Infinity War are up eighty five percent. Wow, that's impressive. A lot of theaters added showtimes. Yeah. A lot of people I heard talking about in, in major cities were sitting at like seven o'clock in the morning, Dude, three uh, o'clock in the morning. T- Tinseltown uh, like started showing it at like eight in the morning. Yeah, mm-hmm. and for like for here, for for like a, a re- like a middle middle medium sized city like Beaumont, that's pretty rare. Yeah. Like they had two showings at eight. Mm-hmm. One at eight o'clock, one at eight oh five. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. I mean I went to the movie theater to make a sales call middle of the day, middle of the week, and that parking lot was packed. Yeah. yeah. Just nuts. It was like two in the afternoon on a Wednesday and it was full. Um that was that was like, crazy. Nobody could have predicted this because like Infinity War blew people out of the water, and everybody was like, "Oh, in game's gonna be just like that, maybe like five percent more, mm-hmm. more money." Nope. No, it's destroying. Crazy. Yeah. So to jump back into, I think we cover all the different time heist points. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. I don't think we missed anything. So they get all the stones. They get back. Who's gonna wear the gauntlet? And they've got this gauntlet that Tony makes, yeah. which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. The way the nanotech things just kind of shape themselves to fit over who's ever hand. Who's ever hand. And Hulk, it's so smart. Hulk's like, I'm made of gamma. It's like I was made to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, he's right. Like, yeah. He's I, the only one that could probably could actually whenever, take it. Whenever the gauntlet is like Tony sized, mm-hmm. there's a lot of red in it mm-hmm. but whenever Hulk puts it on like a lot of like the gold like mm-hmm. spreads out which was a nice touch yeah. I like that you it's not just like a thing 
It's like the Transformers movies, how like they look that way because he wanted to account for all the pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's just building stuff out of thin air. Yeah, I love that. And the gauntlet got smaller too; it got uh, thinner, mm-hmm. especially around the wrist when Hulk yeah. came on. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, you know the the way Thanos comes back, you know, with like they put like the pin particles in the ship. Yeah. So that the whole ship can come back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was freaking crazy. Yeah. Um, but I do like that Tony tells Hulk, and I think also for the audience, just bring back everyone that was snapped away. Don't mm. change anything else. Yeah. yeah. Just bring everyone that was snapped away five years ago, just bring them back. Don't do anything else different. Yeah. Uh, and he did try to bring Natasha back. Yeah. He says, but yeah. it, it wouldn't let him. Yeah. Which um, I thought was, was like cool, because Bruce totally would. Yeah. Like, Bruce wouldn't just let her go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that was that was an interesting way to basically take the Hulk out of the last hour, though. Because he was all... He, he was incapacitated because his arm was all messed up. Yeah. So there wasn't a whole lot he could have done. Yeah. I know a lot of people were upset that he didn't get a rematch with Thanos. But uh, that was the, the best way to, you know, take him out, too, yeah. is... Yeah, because even later in the movie, you see his arms in a sling. Yeah, yeah, you know, and his got scarring like up on his arm and stuff, mm-hmm. up, up on his neck and face. Um, uh, but yeah, when right after that, and then you, uh, Barton gets the the call from his wife. Yeah, and uh, you see all the birds starting to show up outside. And uh, when Scott's standing by that window, I thought he was dead. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh. Because they haven't announced another Ant-Man and the Wasp movie or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, there were, like, two characters, three characters I was, like, sure are going to get out of this alive. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Clint, that was for sure, because they said they're going to do that Hawkeye thing. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Spider-Man and Black Panther, and I was like, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, everyone Everybody else is kind of on the table. Because, like... Once Natasha died, I was like, well, that Falcon Winter Soldier show could be a fucking prequel at this point. Yeah. It could be what happened to them in between Civil War and Infinity War. Yeah. You know? I was like, god damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, when that happened, I was like, oh, God, this is this is going to get bad. This is going to get bad real quick. Because then... Cause it's immediate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, and it was. It's one of those things that always happened in the comics. Like the mansion, the Avengers mansion, like Stark's old house where it was before, and then the, the tower. Mm-hmm. All of them. There's always great stories about those being like utterly destroyed. Yeah. Like at the end of an issue. So that really like felt like you turn the page and the whole thing gets destroyed, and then next issue is like the the is the actual fight or rebuilding the uh, or after everything happens they eventually rebuild it like I think the thing with the X-Men was the joke about how the X-Match has been destroyed so many times oh yeah yeah for sure and they just rebuild it or whatever but it's always like yeah this is gonna get destroyed and then they have the fight in the rubble yeah um so Thanos comes comes out his ship they blow up everything and then when you cut to like Rhodey and Rocket under the rubble and yeah. Hulk I thought for sure Rocket's probably going to die. Yeah. Because he was like, I can't breathe. And then Rhodey's, everyone's incapacitated. It's like they couldn't move. And I'm thinking Hulk probably couldn't move anything because his arm's all messed up after 
the yeah, like he's holding it up with like one arm and a shoulder. Yeah, like pretty much. He lifts up just enough for them to get out. Yeah. Um, Hawkeye's in like the basement, and with the gauntlet. With the gauntlet, and that's when like they show Thanos outside. He comes out, plants his weapon in the ground, sits. Yeah. And tells Nebula, "Go get it." She's like, "What are you gonna do?" Because I'm gonna sit here and wait. Yeah, I. Loved that for about a five-minute stretch, Clint Barton just was holding the most powerful weapon in the universe, yeah, like like a football, yeah, and just running, <laughs> yeah, just like I gotta keep moving. Uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do with this. I know I can't use it because I would die. <laughs> yeah, and I do love that Cap, Thor, and Iron Man just kind of walk out, and Thanos yeah. just sitting there just looking at him. That was that was my my favorite like little line from Thor was. Uh, when they walk up and he's like, they're like, what's he been doing? Absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, all right. He's <laughs> just sitting there looking back at him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when Thor's dual wielding Stormbreaker yeah. and Mjolnir, I was like, oh, God, that's so badass. Yeah. yeah. And, Let's kill him properly this time. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Thanos fairly quickly makes it a one-on-one fight with Thor. Yeah. And, it, you know, Mjolnir's been knocked out of his hand, and uh, he's got Stormbreaker on Thor's chest, and it's like, oh, man, he's you know he's going to get hit. And then all of a sudden, Mjolnir smacks Thanos on the back of the head, and it was like, oh, Thor made Mjolnir come and hit him. Ah, oh, that's great. That's and it's like, oh, but it flew off somewhere. Where did it go? Where could it have possibly have gone? Into the hands of Captain Fucking America. Oh, but the way was one of the greatest moments in that whole thing. The oh. way they show it, Cap is hanging back with his hand open, and the hammer hits his hand like a fucking boomerang, and he just looks back, and the theater fucking just lost it. So yeah, it just, I saw it. Oh. I saw it this past week, this past Wednesday. We're recording this on Saturday. Uh, like it's been out for two weeks now. Yeah. So my theater didn't get like loud. Like, it was still packed, but it was, like, a Wednesday night crowd, you know, and I'm sure, like, a few of them had seen it before. Mm-hmm. There was this older lady sitting next to me, like, I would guess, like, 75, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. And when that moment happened, she just goes, oh, he's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was so heartwarming. Yeah. That that was her reaction. That's so good. Yeah. And I loved how... Ever since Ragnarok, we've there's every couple of weeks on on like Reddit or Twitter, I'll see a, a GIF of Hella breaking Mjolnir in half, mm-hmm. and like into pieces, and someone lamenting that we'll never see Captain America pick it up. Mm-hmm. And even when Thor summoned it in the second act of the movie, it never crossed my mind. Me either. That it was still going to happen. That it Me could happen. Either. Someone said in the past week or two there was an interview I think at a convention or something where someone asked Joss Whedon when Age of Ultron came out about how come Cap. Uh, something about Cap picking up the hammer or whatever. Mm-hmm. How come he just, you know, pick it up and wield it or use it or whatever or something? And he's like, well, uh, or like, why is Cap not, you know, worthy or something? Or why, why is he not just able to pick it up? And he's like, well, how do you know he's not? He's like, just because he didn't fully pick it up doesn't mean he's not worthy. Mm-hmm. Just because he didn't fully lift it and use it doesn't mean he's not able to. And they say he said something like that back then, years ago. And it just recently, I think, came out when the movie came out. Because I think they were saying by him even showing just Cap moving it, mm-hmm. the idea is like Cap's like, I know I can move, but I don't want to embarrass Thor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, as a character, mm-hmm. it makes sense for Cap to be like, 
Oh, I could. Well, I don't and need then to do you this. Know, in Age of Ultron, Thor gets that kind of worried look on his face, but then in this, he's like, "I knew you could do it." Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. all excited. Uh, but there's also that, that quick moment where Thor and Iron Man, where Iron Man's like, "Hit me!" and he throws electricity into Thor's mm-hmm. suit and shoots out this crazy ray of beams at Thanos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of speaking of Iron Man doing crazy shit, whenever Banner did the snap, did anybody else notice that when? Uh, Iron Man put up that shield. It's the one he has in Marvel vs. Capcom. No, no. That's his shield when he blocks. It's oh, the yeah. Exact, apparently, the Russos are really big fans of Street Fighter and all the, all the Capcom oh, games. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So they wanted, they wanted like a little reference, and, and they figured that was like a little nice moment where it wouldn't feel like weird. Yeah, because he puts it up in front of Hawkeye. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Marvel Capcom, he does that. When he blocks, he puts his, his fist up, mm. and a, sh- a light-up shit like that pops up. I, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I went up, when I saw it, because I, I, I played with War Machine a lot in part three. He's in two and three, I think. Yeah. yeah. I played with him a lot, and he does the same, he does the same block movement. I recognized it. I was like, oh, mm. shit. Pretty, and I looked it up. Cool. And I looked it up, and, and they had, like, the one of the first things I saw, because Google is insane, <laughs> was somebody asking the Russo Brothers about it on Twitter. And yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, and then it's in in that fight with between Cap and Thanos. Then, I mean, Cap. Well, God, that was so cool! Like throwing the shield, but then throwing the hammer. So yeah, like, not even ricochets. just like, like like using the hammer to its like full capabilities. Like yeah. falling down lightning. Yes. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Uh, but you know, and then it was like right after that, you know, the the shield gets the shield's broken, but then that's when he actually does that that. He tightens it that you saw in all the commercials, yeah. but in that in the commercials, a full shield. But right. there in the movie, it's like that half broken shield, and he's still like, "You've got your whole army coming at me. I don't care." And he gets yeah. up, and then you hear that on your left. Yeah, and it's like on your left, and all the portals open up. Yeah, and everyone's coming out, and you've got the ravagers and uh, everyone from Wakanda and. Everyone. Everyone. And Howard the fucking duck. Howard the fucking duck. duck. Yeah. Howard the motherfucking duck. I don't know duck. what he was able to do. They're going fucking. He, probably he had, had a gun. gun. Yeah, he, he had a gun. gun. Okay. He had like a like like a crazy he, men in black gun. He came in with the ravagers. I, I, I didn't he? Uh, yeah, he came. It's it's in, he's coming out of the same portal that the ravagers are are coming out of, but he's like a little bit ahead of them. Mm-hmm. It's whenever Hope lands and her helmet comes off. And Janet's next to her. Howard's right in between them. That's crazy. Um, and that that moment after that, when you've got all the good guys and all the bad guys in that huge like splash page that, like, thing, fucking Lord of the Rings. Yeah, because yeah. in Civil War we kind of got that, except yeah. it was like you know ten people. Yeah. And it's like in our minds, like that's what we're seeing is a splash page. But then to actually see this, yeah, where it's you know just hundreds of characters coming together and fighting, and oh god, it was, it was like so cool. it was like the end of Avengers, that army times a hundred, mm-hmm. like yeah, the ships, everything is like Thanos is like here's everything I have, and then yeah. when cap faces down, you're like, how in the world? Like they're just all gonna die, and then when you see how many people from the MCU come out, because it's like you're saying. Not only is it like Black Panther, but it's all of the Wakanda soldiers. It's like mm-hmm. everyone from that universe. Like it's all the Asgard. Like everyone from all of the places. And it's yeah. like, oh, you forget they each have many armies. Yeah, yeah. And they're one huge. Because you got army. you got the Asgardians, you got the Ravagers, you got all the magicians, the mm-hmm. wizards, the Wakandans. You got the Wakandans. Uh, 
and who else was in there? Uh, Pepper shows up in hers. Yeah, in the, yeah. Re- in the rescue armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which which was oh man, I never thought I'd see that ever. No, yeah. no. So, Spider Man uses kill mode in this fucking suit. Yeah, instant kill. <laughs> instant kill. <laughs> if you're going to use instant kill, now it's time to do it. Yeah. And plus, those things are like mindless creatures that they know is like genetically engineered. They don't even have like yeah names. They're really. not. They're not real. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, and then also, what's funny is like they 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 keep you so occupied with so many things happening that you forget other stuff. You forget that Captain Marvel was gone until they're like, "What's everyone aiming at?" Yeah, and then she as, soon as, as soon as they said that the guns are trained on the atmosphere because something just came through, I was like, oh, Carol, you fucking scam. <laughs> See, I, I, missed, I missed that they said that. I just saw the guns point up. I thought they were going to start shooting at the city. Oh, okay. So I was like, oh, no, now what are they going to do? And then yeah. when, like, yeah, she comes in and, like, breaks up the ship, it was like, oh, God. Because, like, every time I read a Superman comic where there's a giant ship, mm-hmm. I'm always just like, Clark, just go through the ship. That's what Thor would do. <laughs> and then when Carol showed up and she just like flew right through the ship and then flew out and then flew right in again, I was like, yep, yeah, here we go. That's what you do. That's how you handle a large ship like that. Yeah, you you're, just fly through it. you're invincible. Mm-hmm. Use it. You're a bullet. <laughs> yeah. When she gets down and starts fighting Thanos. Yeah. And he goes to headbutt her and she just moves like not at all and looks back at <laughs> she him. She like blinks. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're in deep shit. And then he takes the power stone and punches her like halfway yeah. across the battlefield. Also, super. That's a super great use of one of the stones, just yeah. to rip it out of the gauntlet and then use it. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. So good. Um, I did like that moment of her taking the uh, the the gauntlet though, and Spider Man's like, "How are you gonna get through all that?" And like all the girls show up yeah. and like. Aside from aside from missing She-Hulk, that is everybody that was in this uh, Avengers miniseries called A Force that came out yeah. a few years ago, uh, which was awesome. Like Valkyrie, like the Wasp, everybody. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite moments in the entire movie is her talking to Peter. Something about that, it was so I don't know. Something about that was so cute. He's like on the ground. He's all exhausted, and he looks at her. And she's like. Hey Peter Parker, you got something for me? Uh-huh. Like my name's Carol. He's like, or she's like, my name's Carol. My name's Peter. He's like, you got something for me? He's like, here. He's just like so. He's like, here you go. Like he looks at like, who's this goddess that just is standing in front of me right now? I How really, did she get here? I really creeped my wife out uh, afterwards because we were talking about the Rhodey and Carol mm-hmm. relationship, and I was like, Carol and Peter also dated for a little bit, and she was like, what? And I was like. <laughs> In the comics, Peter's like 28 and Carol's 31 when this happens. Yeah. It's a lot different than <laughs> he's, he's like an adult. <laughs> uh, I did like the, the, the final cameo of the little uh, uh, Dan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Playing the La Cucaracha yeah. on, the, on the horn. Uh, we didn't have dude, Lewis. Giant Man punching a Leviathan in the face. Like, yeah. Holy F. That was cool. That yeah. was a nice callback to the Hulk from mm-hmm. part one. That was a nice little like visual callback. And it was just so satisfying to see one of those things just get like wrecked mm-hmm. by yeah. somebody else. Yeah. Like, one hit. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it comes back down to Tony and Thanos. Yeah. And I liked the, the the gift that was going around uh, from the old Robin Hood Disney cartoon of uh, Little John kissing the rings yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on the on Prince Johnny oh, like yeah. sucks uh, sucks the jewels out. Yeah, because <laughs> I know uh, some people were like, "Well, how do, 
how could he have gotten the stones out that fast? And my thought is, well, okay, that was nanotech from Stark that made that gauntlet. Yeah. He the nanotech could have easily taken it out of one glove and put it in his. Yeah. You know, he made it. Yeah. He's gotta have a fail safe for that. Yeah. So I am inevitable clunk. Yeah. I am Iron Man. And call back to the first movie. Yeah. So good. And as sad as it was to watch Tony die, I thought it was kind of fitting that that was the last thing he got to say because he wasn't able to. Yeah. After that, you know, like they did a really good job of like, he's, he's gone. He's in a, you know, he's fading away as everyone's coming to say goodbye to him. Yeah. Uh, I liked that Rhodey was the first one that found him mm-hmm. because Rhodey was the first one that found him in the first movie. Yeah. And that was cool. Mm-hmm. That was really touching. Yeah. Him and Peter you yeah. know, being the first ones there. And, yeah. Uh, Mr. Parker, I don't feel so good. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said that they, uh, the writers were saying they wrote a lot of dialogue for his ending scene and Robert Downey Jr. was like, nah, I think I'm going to, like they tried a couple of different things that were like, I don't know if this works. So he was like, let me let me try something else. And then I think they were uh I think they were saying he improved the idea of Stark shouldn't say much. Yeah. Like he shouldn't be able to speak much. And then that was more of him kinda like, I'm just gonna not say much. And he, they said they gave him so much more by doing less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By not speaking and just letting everyone else talk to him. Yeah. And that that was a stronger thing because here's this guy who's so talkative all mm-hmm. the time. He always says things. And now he's just, no, and like when Pepper tells him, because she tells him when he's figuring out the time travel thing, you would you be able to rest? Mm-hmm. And she tells him, now you can rest. Yeah. And it was such a It's such a nice, nice moment. Yeah. Uh, apparently they didn't tell, Robert Downey Jr. was the only person who got the whole script. And even for the funeral scene, like Tom Holland did not know it was a funeral scene. <laughs> they told yeah. him it was a they wedding. Called, they called it the wedding scene when they were getting ready to film it. Yeah, because yeah. And, he, and they were like, we're just going to do a sweeping shot of you two, of, of the whole crowd, and then we're going to do the rest of it when y'all aren't here. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's a spoiler. And Tom was just like, I just kept thinking that whole time, like, why isn't Robert on set? <laughs> yeah. Well, he said, someone else said he also was like, how come Michelle Pfeiffer's here? Yeah. Because they filmed all this before Ant-Man and Wasp, before mm-hmm. Captain Marvel. Like, so he was like, why is Michelle Pfeiffer here? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they yeah. can't tell him all the stuff because he'll fucking spoil it. Well, which was him and, so him funny. And, him and Ruffalo. Yeah. Just like, can't. If him and, like, if him and Ruffalo can, like, it must be nice that they can actually, like, hang out now because everything's over. So, like, they could appear on, like, Kimmel together and not worry about anything anymore. Yeah. 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 Uh, that was something that was funny about the new Spider-Man Far From Home trailer is that it starts with, Tom Holland yeah. going, you know, this, this is full of spoilers for yeah. uh, for Avengers Endgame, so go see that first before you watch this. And, smart, uh, smart too. Yeah, but Some, it was, apparently a lot of theaters were showing once that came out because that came out like a week after. That Endgame. came out this Monday. Yeah, they're yeah. showing that as like the post credits. Yeah, right. they've edited now the trailer because it immediately following Endgame, so now it's the post credits because there was no real post credits. Right, there was the sound at the end of Tony hammering. Right. In the cave. In the but, cave. like, people are still staying, so, like, a lot of theaters are like, I'm just going to look. Might as well give them something if they're yeah. going to Yeah. And plus, uh, I'm betting that Far From Home is going to make a shitload more money than Homecoming did. Yeah. Because yeah. of, like... Because of this. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, they were talking about how, okay, Far From Home 
starts like right after Endgame. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I guess Peter and all of his classmates all got snapped because they're all the same well, age. Well, I'm guessing, I'm guessing like the main four, like him, Ned, MJ, and Flash. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing those four, because it wouldn't be a stretch. Because, like, Hawkeye's whole family got snapped. Yes. You know, so it wouldn't so, be a stretch for, like, four people that know each other uh-huh. to all get snapped. Smartcast, yeah. I think they also addressed this, too. The writers, I think they were saying something like, all the characters you see that come back, like, with Peter and his friends, you assume that they all were snapped together. Because Kevin Smith was saying, like, what if they come back and some of their friends are, like, graduated or, like, older, you know? He's like, you just have to assume that all those people that they just came back together, they're all snapped. And everyone's like, well, I want to know what happened when they were gone for those five years. And I swear, I feel like everyone misses this moment in the movie that kind of explains it. Mm-hmm. When Peter tells him, hey, you know, it was weird. We were gone for a second, and then Doctor Strange said they, they, they needed us, and then we were back. And it was like, to them, it was an instant. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like it was like Scott in the quantum realm. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like that moment explains it was not five years for them. It was like we disappeared, and then we were back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's like they were just... It's yeah, because like he was like, I blinked. must have got knocked out in that fight or something, because... Yeah. For, yeah. for the, the, the wizard guy or whatever he says is, <laughs> he woke me yeah. up and he yeah. told me that we, he needed he me he said that they mm-hmm. need us and for them it was a moment it was not five years yeah. everyone keeps saying what happened to them for the five years it no. wasn't the same for them it was like they were being in the quantum realm yeah. they were going for an instant and then came back so they just didn't know what happened so they kind of come through four, I was like wait what's happening holy shit there's an army okay mm-hmm. bam and they're just in it game face get your game face on yeah. yeah so for them also think about the ones who were fighting Thanos they're like oh we just lost to Wakanda then they walk back up like Oh, rematch! Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. I don't know how, but fucking, we're here now. Let's go. Yeah, and that's it. There was no. Five I'd, li- years. I'd like to imagine like Doctor Strange just like woke up Peter and was like, "Hey, kid, get your game face on," and like mm. the mask just came up. Yeah, and the eyes got real small. because <laughs> yeah. the eyes were like when he when he jumped out of the portal and like hit that piece of rubble mm-hmm. in that classic like Steve Ditko pose. The eyes got like real small. Like he was mm-hmm. like, "I'm in it to win it. Like yeah, we're gonna focused. take this shit down." Yeah. yeah. Like before, it was just like six of us versus Thanos, but now it's like a lot more, bro. Mm-hmm. So I was surprised that they gave, Cap gives the shield to Sam and not Bucky. Mm-hmm. Even though in the comics they've both been Captain America. Yeah. yeah. Only because if they go forward with uh, Sam playing Cap in the movies, and this is maybe my experience watching it as a black person, but I'm already afraid of people being like, black Captain America? Yeah. Not in my, you know, and I'm already afraid of like, is that going to be a thing? people are going to be bitching about well, or I, what happens now because they're going to give Sam and Bucky are going to be in the, the Falcon Winter Soldier show on Disney Plus right so I'm wondering if he'll still call himself the Falcon but just carry the shield as a tribute to Steve yeah that'd be mm-hmm. cool yeah. which would be cool like put a little blue in his suit but still call himself Falcon yeah yeah I do. Or that whole logo could be a lie and the show could come out and it could be called Captain America and the Winter Soldier yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I know yeah, yeah. Uh, I know that one of the big things people complained about was the the end with Captain America. You know, him going back and having his life with Peggy, and uh, uh, you know, how did he get there? And you know, blah blah blah. And it's like it doesn't matter. It was all it was. Yeah, it was the ending Cap deserved. Yeah, it's time travel. But I also feel like that again, he finally got some. One of the one of the one of the writers was on a podcast, and they were like, "Doesn't that somebody said doesn't that like." make another timeline or whatever mm-hmm. and he was like no because when Cap went back and found Peggy that made a new timeline but then he got help from either Hank Pym mm-hmm. or someone somewhere in like the 80s to or like the 90s or whatever to like go to Sam's timeline like exactly where he left off to make mm-hmm. sure they wouldn't worry yeah. yeah so I mean 
Either way, time travel is squirrely. I mean, <laughs> he goes back to like 1960 something, like probably, you know, to match up with him and Peggy's ages, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. And like, he's got like 50 years to figure out a plan on how to return that shield. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's got a long time to. And if anybody can make a plan in that amount of time, it's Captain America. Yeah. He's the best. <laughs> he actually tweeted a picture today or yesterday of him with oh, the, the, the old makeup, makeup on. Yeah. 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 Creepy. So, yeah. Weird. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this was a, it was an amazing movie, and the fact that we even got to this is crazy. Mm-hmm. The fact that we had a comic book movie that was the culmination of 21 other comic book movies, mm-hmm. uh, a giant storyline, a giant soap opera, like a huge plot, it's pretty nuts. That we even got yeah. to this. And they're going to come out with the DVD set called the Infinity Saga with all the movies yeah. in one box set. Which what's, I can't even freaking imagine. What's crazy is uh, Kevin Feige said that in that Endgame isn't the end of Phase 3. That Spider-Man Far From Home yeah, is, the technically of, is, is technically the end of Phase 3. So I'm wondering what is going to happen in Spider-Man Far From Home that makes it sort of a capper mm-hmm. to all of this. Yeah, and So I'm curious about that. And that comes out like in a month or two. Yeah, July, I have a lot of theories. It comes in, out July second. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll get that. That'll be a topic for another day. Yes. yes. In terms of uh, what we think, far uh, far from home is going to be all about. Uh, but I think that's about it in the in the yeah. meantime. Any last thoughts or ideas about Endgame? One disappointing thing: I was sad that War Machine got a new armor, and I barely got to see it in the last fight. But yeah. literally, only complaint. <laughs> was it the Iron Patriot armor that he had on the end again? No, no, no. This one was a lot bulkier. Okay. Like, way bulkier. Yeah. And it was a lot more gunmetal gray than black and, like, like you know, silver almost, mm-hmm. like it was in Civil War. Yeah. This was way... I think Rocket did some improvements on it because yeah. it was a lot bulkier. Mm-hmm. But I just never got to see it in action, really. I only got to see it at the end. Oh, real quick. Thoughts on Gamora and Quill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah because Gamora is back with the Asgardians of the Galaxy. We forgot about she, that. Was she in the last she, scene? At the no, end, she leaves. She leaves, yeah. and so Quill is kind of like looking like, you know, where is she at? You know, so, mm-hmm. of course, theory being Guardians 3 is going to be people, you know, trying to, him starting over and trying to find Gamora and getting them back together or, or whatever happens with that. And then now, maybe with Thor in that movie? I'm hoping what they'll do is, like, have Thor in the first act of Guardians 3. And then have him like go off on like some adventure, and then mm-hmm. that's Thor four mm-hmm. because be apparently Hemsworth has signed on for two more movies. Mm-hmm. He's updated his contract for two more, and that would line up because mm-hmm. uh, the director of Ragnarok has said multiple times that him and Chris have an idea for what part four could be. Tiki Wakanda. Yeah, well, there's something <laughs> that... Tahiti Watati. <laughs> Taika Waititi. Wait, I think that's Taika or right. Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. There's one thing I haven't heard anyone talk about in regards to any of these movies, which I think will be a part of Guardians 3, Adam Warlock. That's supposed oh, to be. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, part that's, of always, it. that's always been Gunn's plan. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't even think about that until after this mm-hmm. movie was over. Yeah. So, but yeah, maybe, that, he, maybe he'll be the key to bringing back Gamora because he's always been really tied to the Soul Stone yeah. in the comics. Mm-hmm. So, that's all that I could think of. I can't think game. of anything else to add. So. Um, so I guess in the meantime, come find us online and yell at us about what you agree with us about or yeah. disagree with us. And or if we said something wrong and you've been like yelling at the at your radio for like in your car <laughs> for like the last few minutes. Yeah, just let us know. Yeah. Uh, you can find me online. I'm at Crazy John T. 
I'm at Bruce Wayne Brady. I'm at that Jeff Dixon. And we're also at Bits and Pieces Show. Come find us and uh, follow along for the fun. Hopefully we can start doing this a little more regularly again. Yeah. That'd be good. <laughs> it would be something we could do and make it. I was gonna, I was gonna make an awful snap point. I was gonna stop. I was gonna make it snappy, but I can't even finish the sentence. <laughs> we'll see you next. Oh wait, wait. Uh, I have a post-credit sequence. Because Jeff of Thrones is back. How far are you? Just real quick. Uh, I got to the beginning of season four because my wife is watching it now, Uh-oh. and Joffrey just died, and I'm so happy <laughs> because I hate Joffrey so much. I, I feel like when this season's over, we'll do a probably Game of Thrones spoiler cast. Too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. Right, I'll be caught up by then. Okay. Th- that's you got two weeks. For two yeah. weeks. You got two weeks. All right. Get on it. In yeah. fact, that's what you need to go do now when you leave. I am. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you next time.